0: cross the streams don't cross my dreams okay get out of my streams and into my bed <laughs> wow listen this is as good as it fucking gets bitch <sighs> you mm. know what i have to say michael do you want me to no i'll do it i'll do it i'll pull the trigger <laughs> michael my dear my precious my only michael really? except for my dad who he doesn't count oh, okay i can claim no ownership of him except i guess as my progenitor michael Mm, yes hi how are you we gotta figure out something else to start saying <laughs>
1: oh I know I know it's terrible It's
0: only because the world is so existentially fraught right now that it feels poisonous to say hi how are you
1: I love engaging in existential frotage
0: what are the two things that are rubbing together in existential frotage the absurd and the void
1: Yes basically
0: <laughs> enough avoiding the question Michael
1: I don't I don't know hava I feel. I feel...
0: Like a natural woman. Yeah,
1: I feel like a natural woman.
0: Great. Baruch Hashem.
1: Listeners, you should email us with your opinion about whether or not I should go on HRT.
0: Oh, yes. Michael and I have been discussing in depth whether Michael should go on HRT.
1: Yeah, and at this point, I'm just going to leave it up to you.
0: Text in right now. (laughs) Text in your vote. It's like American Idol. American Iconoclast.
1: My future is just a work of art created by you listeners.
0: None of that answers the question of how you are. Oh,
1: right. Um, Whatever... I saw my parents.
0: Yeah, right. You saw your parents, and they asked super weird questions about me. Oh, totally.
1: But like, also hilarious because it was all in a Russian accent and old worldy.
0: Which is what made our whole episode with your dad work. If your dad oh, didn't yeah. have a Russian accent, that episode would not have been good.
1: That was fun. Whatever. Some a mom, some a brother, some a dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Saw Sam, as the listeners know.
0: The listeners don't know that you saw Sam. They just know Sam exists. Right.
1: <laughs> Sam exists. <laughs> and I saw As him. you know. I feel like garbage today. I don't know.
0: Wow. I feel like it's infectious because I feel like you were kind of okay when you came in the house and then you entered my miasma of depression and now we're just in it together like stewing in my bed. Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of a stewed prunes Mm -hmm. of depression yeah like the grapes of wrath
1: or like the raisins in the sun
0: (laughs) right but it's like the prunes of depression (laughs) the seven deadly fruits of the loom
1: exactly
0: Uh, wow can't stop jumping from topic to topic
1: you know i feel like a raisin in the sun but then i feel guilty about it because i'm actually a grape in the shade Mm -hmm. and like who am i to complain i'm a grape in the shade
0: yeah i know you got to get it out, though. You got to complain your complaints. Your feelings are real, whether you think you deserve to feel them or not.
1: That's true, listeners. Feel you your feels.
0: deserve a life of joy. You deserve a life free of capitalism. Wait, really? Yeah. When I'm most depressed, I'm most able to access my deepest well of care for others. It's a toxic fusion of neurons in my brain, but it's just the truth.
1: I think I have a similar crossing. There. Yeah. Yeah.
0: An animal crossing, if you will.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So now that we found out, I'm going to slap you. (laughs) Let's find out from Hava how Hava's doing.
0: How is Hava? Hava is not well no i almost cried when i said that i'm crying a little bit right now
1: she is it's pretty it's like beautiful oh
0: yeah it's shining like my eyes are shining like anime eyes how am i well my nerves are ding dang fucked up again listeners i have a condition called functional neurological disorder or functional movement disorder whatever you want to call it where basically the software that communicates between my like limbs and my brain just like doesn't function appropriately sometimes and it really fucking sucks my guy. so that's happening and then like as a result of having that flare up i become super depressed i think as a result of my routine being disturbed
1: listeners i wake up late because i'm an awful person and i hate myself <laughs> and hava has already done like seven things i know it's amazing
0: that has not been the case recently I have been a pile of pudding.
1: Very attractive, good-looking pile of pudding.
0: Oh, they know. They know. They see me on Twitter.
1: Oh, yeah. That's
0: true. (laughs) They know I'm hot. I'm sad, but I'm hot. Yeah, so I'm not doing great. Pretty much my extremities are not working as designed. But here's the good news, listeners. Coming up, starting on October 28th, I will be teaching a Mishnah Beit Midrash with Rabbi Rachel Zarin of Temple Emmanuel in Providence, where we will be studying the Mishnahs of Masechet Pesachim at the same time that they're in the Dafyomi cycle. So, if you want to study some Mishnah with me in a super fabulous queer Torah environment, you should register for that class, and I'll put a link to the registration page in the description. That's something good, even in my vortex of depression. That's how I am. That's how you are. You know, I'm doing my best.
1: Would you say that you are a zombie?
0: Wow, Michael, what a coincidence that you should mention that totally random topic. We are continuing our series of spooky episodes. Mm. So last week we did an episode about the golem, which was super awesome. And today I wanted to do an episode about... A Jewish zombie, which I was really intrigued by because I usually don't associate Judaism with the idea of corporeal undead. I feel like in Judaism, If they are coming back, they're like spirits.
1: Yeah, I associate zombies with like Episcopalians.
0: So I wanted to do an episode about zombies, about this Jewish zombie in particular, because I was so intrigued and I found it so unusual in the world of spooky Jewish stuff. Let's get into it.
1: Okay, where are we in the Talmud?
0: That's such a great question. We are in Masechet Shabbat, page 152. So theoretically, this volume is about Shabbat, but. Of course, it includes many other things. Our story begins... There were diggers digging in a graveyard in Rav Nachman's land. They came upon a grave that said Rav Achai Bar Yoshia was buried there and he rebuked them. And they came to Rav Nachman and said, a dead person just rebuked us. Rav Nachman came to Rav Achai Bar Yoshia, who's the dead person, and he said, who are you? And the dead person said to him, I'm Rav Ahai Bar Yoshia. And Rav Nachman said, how has your body been preserved? Didn't Rav Mari say the righteous will turn to just and Rav Achai the dead person said who is Mari whom I do not know why should I be concerned about what he says basically what happens here is that some grave diggers who were out doing their job came upon a zombie of a rabbi a zombie rabbi and they went to find another rabbi to deal with him
1: were they digging and he popped out of the ground did he just kind of run up to him like we
0: don't know we don't know all we know is that they were in the graveyard and the zombie rabbi came up to them and rebuked them about what we have no idea
1: presumably they were having a conversation amongst themselves about some sort of halakhic thing
0: oh no i imagine them like they were just hanging out having a cigarette in between graves and the zombie rabbi came up and was like what the fuck are you doing
1: like get off my porch get
0: off my graveyard porch you loitering (laughs) yeah
1: okay All right.
0: And so Rav Nachman, who is our titular hero, comes to the zombie and he says, Didn't Rav Mari, who was a contemporary of Rav Nachman, our hero, didn't Rav Mari say that the righteous turn to dust after they die? The zombie, who died before Rav Mari ever said anything, said, I don't fucking know who Mari is. Why should I care what he said about what the righteous are going to do? I don't know him. I came before him, so I'm better than him. And I don't care what he said. And hence, I'm a zombie. Wow. And so Rav Nachman says, even if you don't care what Rav Mari said, there's a verse that says the dust will return to the earth as it was, which is from Ecclesiastes 12.7. The zombie rabbi, after he's been refuted with this verse of Torah, says, well, I guess whoever taught you that verse of Torah didn't teach you the book of Proverbs, for it says, envy is the rotting of the bones. So, if you don't have envy in your bones, then they won't rot. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we're oh, now officially what? in a sort of zombie rabbi-like a rap battle yes sort yeah, of situation yeah, mm-hmm. where one of them is busting out verses that's like you shouldn't be alive and the other one is like well maybe you didn't read this other verse that says i should be alive
1: so envy rots the bones mm-hmm. other things can rot the bones too <laughs> this well the
0: a- verse actually says envy is the rotting of the bones
1: envy is the rotting of the bones oh wow well, okay i got you i got you this that's like a square is a rectangle i don't know okay i get it let's move on
0: So Rav Nachman, our living rabbi, is there and he says, let the master arise and come to my house. I guess he's inviting the zombie rabbi over for dinner here.
1: Okay. All right.
0: He says, let the zombie rabbi come to my house. And the zombie rabbi says, I guess you didn't even study the prophets for it is written and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open up your graves, which... We are intended to understand here that only the Lord is the opener of graves. Uh So because the Lord has not given the zombie rabbi permission to leave his grave, he's not allowed to go to Rav Nachman's house for dinner.
1: Oh, okay. okay.
0: So he's like, you're a fool for even inviting me.
1: This is what the zombie says.
0: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's prohibited by the Lord. So it's allowed for him to be alive, but it's not allowed for him to leave his zone. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Presumably the graveyard.
0: I mean the graveyard or maybe he's on the plot of his own grave still. He's just hanging out in his own little, you know, five by five.
1: That's wild.
0: We continue. So Rav Nachman says, isn't it written in the Torah for your dust and you shall return to dust? Which is from Genesis 319. So basically saying in the Torah, it says we're going to return to dust. So why aren't you dust? The zombie rabbi says that verse applies only before the hour of the resurrection of the dead. We only turn to dust right before we're going to be resurrected by Hashem so that we can be resurrected anew with like a new bod.
1: Okay, so he's hanging out until that happens. Yes. As a zombie.
0: Seemingly hanging out as a zombie, just chilling at his grave, being alive, rebuking gravediggers.
1: So if you live a life of zero envy, or if you die without envy, then you don't rot and you become a zombie and you hang out.
0: Yeah. And this is the end of the story. There's no, the zombie situation is not resolved at all.
1: Do we have any extra... Like, I
0: don't have a deleted scene or an alternate ending to offer you.
1: What the fuck? (laughs) On the one hand, we could say this is the law. Yeah, Jews can totally be zombies. Just have no envy when you die, right? Mm -hmm. Or is this just like a pedagogical tool? How serious should we be taking it, you know? What's the role of this story, you think?
0: Yeah, I don't have an answer for that. As you know, I never have an authoritative answer to say what what the purpose of something is. But here's something I want to bring into the conversation. This story in no fucking way addresses why this dude is alive. It addresses why his body is in dust. It addresses when his body will be dust. But just because a body is dust doesn't mean it's have been walking around rebuking people. Yeah,
1: it could be like a really well preserved dude in a coffin.
0: Yeah, and Rav Nachman doesn't say why are you alive? He says why are you a body? So what the fuck? Yeah. Rav Nachman just totally takes it for granted that this person is alive. Or, like, undead.
1: Maybe there's an aspect of ancient biology that we're missing here.
0: People used to come back from the dead all the time. (laughs) In the olden days, it was actually totally normal. No, no,
1: but maybe the death actually was, like, when your body rots. That is when death happens. And so, like, if you're not rotting, then you're not dead. Like, there was some sort of equivalence. I don't know. So you're
0: saying this person was actually alive, not even a zombie? I don't know what trick okay, you're trying to ready. pull you out. Because why else would up? he be in a grave? And it's implied that he's dead because it says the dead will turn to dust. So okay. here's what I have to say about the purpose of this story. I'm not sure, you know, that everything in the Talmud has a didactic purpose even though the talmud is sort of a curated collection of cultural stuff sometimes i think stuff is just in there because people used to tell this story all the time and maybe it doesn't have some lofty spiritual thing to confer upon it it's just like well everybody knows the story of the zombie rabbi like we talk about that everybody used to say it so if we don't put it in the book it'll be weird
1: yeah yeah i see what you're saying i see what you're saying Hava, that's really fucking cool. Like, wow.
0: Yeah, right. Jewish zombies. Who knew? Who fucking knew? Yeah, who knew? Not me. Not me before I read this story. Yeah, I always thought it was just like spirits, like Dibbix and stuff, you know? Which is like a Jewish possession spirit. But it's not quite a zombie, I guess, because he seems to have pretty much full possession of his faculties. Mm, So much so that he trounces Rav Nachman in a battle of Bible verses. Which I also think is a great element of this is the battle of the zombie rabbi versus the living rabbi yeah
1: yeah listeners i have nothing intelligent to say other than like (laughs) the story's washing over me and it's like a little amuse bouche
0: (laughs) like a warm zombie bath i
1: love it it's just like mm, now it's like time for dessert
0: listeners i hope this has helped you get even more in the mood for spookot slash halloween you know as we always say call into the talmud hotline sorry i'm a little low energy this week i'm doing my best I hope I feel better next week. Next week, I think we're either going to do Witch or Necromancer. Let me know which one you think we should do, listeners. I don't care what you think, Michael. Oh. <laughs> okay, just kidding. I care what you think, but I care what the listeners think more with regards to what episode we should do next. Which I think you feel the same.
1: Oh yeah, listeners, you steer this ship.
0: You are our dominatrixes. Yes. Each and every one of you. Yep. Thanks for listening to this, listeners. Making it has slightly cheered me up, and that's all. That's all I can ask at this time. I'm
1: glad it's cheered you up, Ava. It's cheering me.
0: The tiniest amount. The tiniest one of oh, cheer. Oh, it's
1: a small little...
0: Yeah, don't overestimate it.
1: Grain of sand of joy. Yeah. Stuck in your eye. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, talk to you later. Heart emoji. Mm. Sunglass emoji. Cowboy mm. emoji.
1: Cactus emoji.
0: Cactus emoji. Star emoji.
1: Oh, I love the star.
0: <laughs> Me too. Okay, bye emoji. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>